What is up, everybody? Happy Halloween. As you can see, I got the, I don't know if, I don't know if you can see, actually. I got the Sons of Anarchy vest. That's my Halloween costume this year. We are live for Post Loons following a Minnesota United, a big Minnesota United 2-1 win over Sporting Kansas City. Back in the playoff picture, but there's a couple caveats to that that we will get to. But you keep your hopes alive for the playoffs with one game to go, and they do it in really impressive fashion, to be honest, against the top team in the West at Allianz Field. What's going on? My name is Jeremy Rushing. This is Post Loons. We're breaking it all down here on the post-game stream. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're watching over on Twitter, uh, give us a like and a retweet so we can kind of spread the word. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, um, give us a thumbs up on the, on the stream. We'd love to see those. And also, if you could uh, drop a question or comment in the chat. If you're watching on Twitter and you would like to leave a question or comment, you're going to have to go over to our YouTube channel. Just search Post Loons when you get to YouTube.com and you'll be able to find the stream uh, pretty easy there. And that's where you can drop your questions, comments, hot takes, just overall takeaways from the big win at Allianz tonight. Or tonight, today, daytime. I'm so used to these night games. It's weird doing Post Loons at 2.10 on a Sunday. But here we are. Even weirder that it's Halloween too. Just a lot of weird timing things happening. But here we are on the post game stream and uh, very, very uh, happy that we're breaking down a win that keeps the Loons' playoff hopes alive. It all started with, uh, I mean, here's here's my thing. Here's where I'm going to start with this. It did not look well. Did not look good at the beginning. Did not look promising at the beginning, right? You give up a goal eight minutes in, and you're thinking, oh, no, here we go. But... As they do, as they have done pretty well over the last three seasons, Minnesota United bounce back. They get the equalizer, eventually get the winner. My only, I wouldn't even call it a problem or an issue. It's more of an observation. And if you listen to the 10,000 Pitches podcast, you hear Dominic Jose Bazonio and I talk about this very periodically. It really almost requires that this team has their back against the wall before they can really start to produce consistently. Like, that's like the switch. Oh, we're back against the wall. We're, you know, hanging by a thread. That's when we're going to turn it around, and that's when we're going to start producing. It's weird. It's such a weird dynamic with this team. But you can almost see it coming. Like, that's why today I feel like there was kind of some confidence going in is because this is a game that Minnesota United has to have. If they don't win, they're not making the playoffs in all likelihood, and they come away with three points. That's what Minnesota United has done. But it's like they can't do it when, when they're riding the wave. When they put a few performances together, all of a sudden, that's when things start to fall apart. But tonight, you get the back against the wall, the underdog loons, and when they have that mentality, when they're in that position, that's when they perform best. And we saw that in the 2-1 to one win. Uh, again, if you guys have questions or comments, drop those in the chat. I'm going to go ahead and get to my three things, though. Uh, and again, if you have three things, two things, one thing, overall takeaways, feel free to comment those as I am going on here. But my first thing is pretty simple. You're back in the picture. You have a, you know, so you have a game in hand. You have the opposite of a game in hand. Everybody else has a game in hand on you in that, you know, four to nine range in the West. Um, everybody else has 32 matches played. You now have 33 matches played, but you're sitting fifth. And so, and then uh, as Alexi Gomez's left foot pointed out on Twitter during the match, everybody else that you're in the mix with seems to play themselves over this last week. Seems to play each other, I should say, not play themselves, play each other. 
over the last week. So that is a good sign for Minnesota United in terms of potentially keeping their positioning, even though everyone else has yet to play their second to last match, their penultimate match, if you will, of the season. So that is that is good. But you're sitting fifth. You're one point back of fourth. You're three points clear of the playoff line right now. But again, you have 33 matches played to everybody else's 32 that are kind of in that uh, in that mix. So you needed the win. You got the win. But you need another win. You need to go into LA and come out with three points if you're going to solidify a playoff spot. Anything less, I really don't think you're getting it. You might. There's a shot. I'm not saying you won't. I just think there's too much quality. There's too much form with the rest of the teams right now that are in that picture with you. They're all playing really well. I can't imagine anything less than three points will be good enough to solidify that playoff spot. So you did it against Kansas City. You need to do it again against LA. But you're back in the picture. You gave yourself a shot. Reynoso, our king, right? Uh, this was so impressive. And I think everybody in MLS circles like applauded along with Minnesota United fans when this happened. So we'll get to the actual sequence that led to the penalty in a second. But the Paninka, the chip on Tim Melia, I mean, everybody wanted to see something bad happen to Timelia after after getting away with uh, not getting a red card for the uh, basically the the body slam against the rock bottom, if you will, against Seattle. And I would venture to say that Timelia hit rock bottom after giving up that Panenka to Reynoso. I'm just saying. But uh, in any case, I mean, just so impressive, the quality he has. I mean, he's shown it time in and time out. It's just another example of what Emmanuel Reynoso brings to the table. Um, His ability to not only force those fouls and get in those positions, but then finish them off in such impressive fashion. Like, it's it's awesome to see. It's awesome to bear witness to, to be honest. Uh, Minnesota United has not had someone of his quality. Darwin, Darwin Quintero. Put, put together some really good performances, did some really awe-inspiring things for Minnesota during his time there, but nowhere to the consistency that we have seen from Mano Reynoso. And uh, just another example again tonight, uh, the game-winning goal, too. I think that's a – that's a everybody's talking about the Paninka, how impressive it was, you know, how flashy it was. But I think an underrated aspect of it is that was the game winner. That won Minnesota United the match. That gave them three points. That helped them keep their playoff hopes alive. So again, that impact from Reynoso is going to be crucial here down the stretch and fingers crossed into the playoffs. Should you be lucky enough to get there? He's going to have to keep producing. uh, And he brought it tonight and he helped you to those three points for sure. My final thing, one more. And this kind of alludes back to what I mentioned in the first thing, but you have one more match. You've given yourself a shot. You head to LA next Sunday, November 7th for your decision day match. Results have gone your way. You've got the three points you needed to. You are firmly in a position. You control your own destiny in making the playoffs. You're three points clear of the playoff line. If you win on Sunday, you're in, right? If you win on Sunday, you're in. But harking back to what I mentioned before, I think you have to win to get those three points. I think you have to. I don't think a point, I don't think a point does it in terms of getting yourself into the playoffs. Uh, what are your thoughts on the playoff picture on the match tonight on everything going on? Feel free to drop those questions and comments in the chat. Um, as I go ahead and give a much, much deserved shout out to our friends over at night street soccer and coffee. If you've not heard their Galazzo coffee blend is out with their friends at dogwood coffee with our friends at dogwood coffee. 
and it's pretty darn good. I had some again this morning. Um, I'm just absolutely mowing through my bag of Galazzo uh, coffee. I'm going to have to, I only bought one. I don't know why I only bought one. I should have known that I was going to go through this first bag like that. And I would need to get another, but yeah, I'm going to go ahead and buy another actually probably as soon as I get off the stream here. Um, this stuff is really, really good. Uh, as you would expect, uh, from night street soccer and coffee, everything they do is great. And their coffee is a, just another example of that. So go to at night street MPLS on Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, at Ninth Street MPLS, that's N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S, and click that link in bio. And there you will see kind of a menu in terms of different things you can look at for Ninth Street. One of those is buying your own bag of Galazzo coffee from Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. You will be happy you did. It's awesome. It's really good. Just go do that. Um, in addition to the coffee, there, you can obviously play soccer at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. It's not just Ninth Street coffee it's night street soccer and coffee so you can also play pickup soccer you can reserve a field for yourself or your team um and it's an indoor space so rain or shine snow or shine ice or shine 50 below zero or shine uh you can play soccer over at night street soccer and coffee make sure you get that field reserved asap though if you're not just wanting to play pickup and you want to reserve the field for you and your friends for a party for your team go do that nightstreetmpls.com because as you can imagine with indoor soccer space being limited and at a premium uh, during the winter, right? Uh, you're going to want to get those bookings reserved very, very fast. So go to nightstreetmpls.com, get your field booked. And so you can uh, rest assured knowing that you have a place for you and your team to play. Now, if you just want to do the uh, the pickup thing, pickup soccer is five bucks at Night Street Soccer and Coffee for one pickup session. And that's an hour long. You can do two-hour pickup as well for 10 bucks. You can do women's only pickup if you have a group of women and you want to go play pickup together. You, there's 40-plus pickup, so you don't have to try to compete with people who are fresh out of college and potentially running circles around you. You know, you can you can get some of your buddies who are 40-plus together to play some pickup over at Ninth Street. Go to NinthStreetMPLS.com. Follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at NinthStreetMPLS. Huge thanks to Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee for being the title sponsors of Post Loons. Uh, as you can tell, I went a little Halloween, uh, Halloween themed with the overlay. The Ninth Street is in the uh, in the pumpkin, in the jack o' lantern. If somebody could actually put together the Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee logo in a pumpkin, I would be very, very impressed. Somebody should try to do that today. But anyways, back to the match. Questions and comments, takeaways. Feel free to drop those in the chat if you're watching on YouTube. I'll be happy to get those as we move along here. Uh, but we are going to go to our game notes, sort of play by play minute by minute, how this game sort of worked itself out. And of course, it starts in the eighth minute with Sporting Kansas City getting on the board and getting ahead. And this was via a, well, a couple mistakes from Roman Metnair. First, a very, very poor giveaway that sets up the Kansas City corner. Very, very unnecessary. And so the corner finds Johnny Russell on the far side of the box. Now, I don't know if Metnair thought that the ball was going out of play or whatever, but he gives up on the play. So not only does he give away the corner, but then he gives up on the cross. And so when Johnny Russell receives the cross, Metnair's man, who is Kyrie Shelton, easily is able to break away because Metnair's jogging at this point. Uh, and Shelton's right in front of goal. It's a really easy pass from Johnny Russell. Shel Shelton's not going to miss from there. And it's 1-0 Sporting Kansas City. 
Now, this was just part of what has been uh, a really rough few weeks for Roman Mendner. He has the back-to-back games where he gets yellow carded for no reason. I mean, both those yellow cards were were unnecessary. And he uh, he misses the LAFC match due to accumulation, obviously. And then he returns for the Vancouver match, but the whole defense was out of whack during the Vancouver match. Just really, really poor defensive performance overall, Roman Metnir included, at that match in Vancouver. Uh, and then you start this match against Kansas City this way. Just not a great few weeks for Roman Metnir since returning from international duty. And I will say, though, after this, I felt like he recovered and actually played really well for the remainder of the match. He did well in possession. He did well in helping Minnesota on the buildup, in the attack. Holding His holdup play was really good. Um, he really wasn't called upon to make too many uh, other uh, plays defensively. So that probably helped. But I thought he recovered well and had a really good remainder of the match. But this was a couple of really, really poor, poor mistakes that directly allowed Kansas City to get on the board and get ahead early. Uh, 15th minute off a of loon's corner from Reynoso load tries a one time or bounces it off the grass and over the crossbar. This is uh, just one of a few half volleys from Minnesota United over the course of this match. I felt like they were trying to half volley quite a bit. Uh, and in the 20th, uh, a lot of traffic in front of the goal here. Load tries his luck, but the ball is deflected directly at the front of Fragapane, who, as you probably guessed, half volleys it, seems to sort of pinball its way through. Um, I saw, I thought I saw a redirect. But anyways, ends up in the back of the net, and Minnesota United is level there in the 20th. 34th, Dabasi gets a header on frame off a corner, and great save there from Tim Milia. Really good reaction time to deflect that one away. But the 39th, Minnesota United gets ahead. Uh, the aforementioned Emmanuel Reynoso gets tripped by Sanchez in the box. Very, very late challenge there from Sanchez and gets awarded the penalty. VAR confirms it. Definitely was a penalty. And he makes everybody except sporting Kansas City fans. Every other fan base in MLS just enjoyed the hell out of this, I bet. The Panenka on Tim Milia to give the Loons the lead. Uh, Tim Milia is public enemy number one in MLS right now, obviously for the for the body slam against Seattle a couple weeks back. Um, and he uh, hits, quote unquote, rock bottom here, if you will. Uh, and the Loons are ahead at the break. We're going to skip all the way ahead to the 66th minute as Minnesota United almost gets on the board. A cross in for who knew, who puts a good header, which looks like it's headed just inside the post. Milia does a good job there to cover the ground to parry it away. Uh, but then we get a couple follow-ups here from both Trap and Alonzo uh, from outside the box, off the corner. Traps is blocked, and Ozzy's sails over the bar. So uh, it stays a 2-1 lead for Minnesota. 68th, after a shaky start, Tyler Miller does well to get low and reel in a shot from Gotti Kinda. Man, uh, in the first half, Tyler Miller, who hadn't been in good form leading into this, looked to kind of continue that. Uh, he had one specific instance in the first half where there was a cross in the box. And instead of going out to meet the ball, he sort of backpedals. And instead of reeling the ball in, he decides to parry it away from deep in the box. Um, I think a more confident, more informed Tyler Miller would at least run out to either punch that away or grab it. But he decided to backpedal in that particular scenario, which kind of, I think, uh, attests to the confidence that uh, he had or the lack thereof at that time. I thought it would take maybe a few, I didn't want it to come to this, but I thought maybe a few, it would take a few saves 
for Miller to sort of get back, uh, flip that switch back and become that goalkeeper that we've seen him be all season long. Um, but I thought he recovered well, similar to Metinair. I thought Miller recovered well, well for the remainder of the match. And uh, he does well to uh, keep the Loons ahead there in the 68th. Uh, 70th first sub for the Loons, Finley on for Adrian Hunu, which obviously moves Robin Lud to the ninth. Uh, 72nd, exactly what you didn't need here. Um, and doesn't necessarily impact you for this match, but it 100% impacts you for the season finale against LA Galaxy. Ozzy Alonso picks up a costly yellow card, and basically it renders him unavailable for the season finale against LA, right? His yellow card accumulation, he won't be available. He's suspended for that season finale. Um, so that's going to be a huge, huge miss. Now, I will say, if you're going to miss somebody, as good as Ozzy Alonso is, I think this plays into, um, you know, this is like option A for backup plans for Minnesota United. In terms of you lose Ozzy Alonso, I think Hassani Dotson plugs into that role better than anybody else off the Loons bench plugs in to a role, aside from maybe Ethan Finley. Obviously, if you're missing Robin Loader, you're missing uh, a striker, um, Ethan Finley can come in and play that right wing really well. I feel the same about Hassani Dotson in six. I think Dotson is really, really um, made for that role. Uh, and I don't, as good as Ozzy has been these last couple matches, he's been in an amazing form, probably the best form of the rest of the season. I think it probably will impact his future with Minnesota United in a positive way, the way he's played. I think the next best option, Hassani Dotson, I really like that Dotson and trap defensive midfield. And I think um, it should be enough to counteract the omission of Ozzy Alonso, in my opinion. 75th, really nice one-two for Fragapane and Lud. Lud chips one over top. But, I mean, Fragapane must have been thinking about the queen because he's unable to finish. Uh, the shot goes high and wide. Uh, that was a really nice interplay, though, between Lud and Fragapane, but unfortunately unable to capitalize. Again, probably due to thinking about the queen. Uh, 83rd, temper's already flaring after a prior skirmish with SKC, and Fragapane picks up a yellow. I thought after the initial dust-up, if you want to call it that, I thought he probably should have gotten Fragapane out of there to keep this from happening or worse. Um, VAR actually went to check to see if it was a red. It would have been a really, really soft red. But the fact that he was in and the fact that that was even potentially on the table, uh, I think he should have gotten out of there at the initial sign of trouble, especially when you're already missing Ozzy Alonso for the season finale. I think you probably should have pulled Fragapane off earlier. But Fragapane actually didn't come off at all, which shocks me even after this. Uh, 87th, uh, Dia slides directly into the leg of Reynoso, and he's given a yellow. Now, every single replay of this made it look even worse. I mean, this is a slide tackle right into Reynoso's leg. No play on the ball at all. Objectively, this is a red card every single time. However, do you really want a red? If you're a Minnesota United fan, like, do you really want to see SKC go down to 10 because we know how the loons have been with the man advantage all season long has not been good. So I think, and even the, the fans in the, the stadium were, were calling for VAR and we're calling for a red. I'm like, what are you guys doing? We don't want the red. You don't want the red. You want the yellow. It deserved a red. Don't get me wrong, but I think you want to keep the yellow <laughs> if you're a Minnesota United fan, which sounds crazy to say, but it's been so bad with the man advantage this year. I, I think you want to keep the yellow. And luckily, I guess I'll say, fortunately for Minnesota, it 
after a VAR review was kept a yellow, even though it probably should have been a red. And I think that is actually something that benefits Minnesota United <laughs> to stay even as crazy as it sounds. Uh, and then the 90th minute, another sub Dotson for Reynoso. If there were any other subs during stoppage time, I apologize. I missed them uh, as I was getting ready for the stream here, but that's how we end two, one Minnesota big win. As we get ready for the season finale against LA comments, uh, Sam, says lol yeah sam's a fellow dad he probably knows how it goes distractions as you're trying to podcast and or even worse when you're live streaming you won't hear that if you listen to the podcast afterwards because i will edit that out but so if you were viewing the live stream and you saw my daughter interrupt the live stream asking if she could trick or treat at 2 30 which i didn't think was a thing uh then she's not even wearing her costume either so she's going to go around in her sweatshirt and sweatpants trick or treating. i don't know what's going on uh but anyways Yes, you got a treat there. You got a treat, Halloween pun, uh, if you were watching on the live stream. But this is a big win for Minnesota United. I mean, that's the most obvious statement ever, but it keeps in the playoff hunt. It makes decision day interesting, nerve-wracking, palms sweating, knees weak, arms heavy, right? Uh, The whole thing. Because now it's win, win and you're in, anything less, I don't think you want to leave it up to anything less. Because again, the way and, and this week could make it oh you know one point and you're in when you get to Sunday, uh, depending on what happens. Because again, a lot of the, uh, pretty much every other team that you're competing with for kind of that final playoff positioning has two games to play instead of one. So you have the opposite of a game in hand. You have a game out of hand if you're Minnesota United. So you uh, you need to be paying close attention this week. Obviously. Hope some results go your way. So three points is not needed, but I think in all likelihood, three points will be necessary to secure a playoff spot on decision day against the LA Galaxy. Uh, I'll stick around for a couple more minutes, guys. Thank you so much for tuning into the stream. I really appreciate it. Uh, If you're watching on YouTube, give us a thumbs up and leave a question or comments. If you're watching on Twitter, like and retweet would be awesome. Um, So more observations from this particular match. Um, I thought that the front four again showed that the more they play together the better they are right and that i mean logically makes sense but this is only i believe the sixth match that the this front four has played together uh when i'm talking about fragapane lud hunu and reynoso so the more they play together, the better they do. I mean, we saw some of the interplay between the two. I mean, we saw um, h- how well this front four looked, even though they really weren't able to, you know, produce more than one goal in the run of play. I think the more they're together, the better they'll be, which, I mean, could lend itself to some confidence heading into the playoffs. Or should you be lucky enough to get there? Um, especially if you end up playing Sporting Kansas City uh, in a second round match, you you got the win against them. So you got the confidence over them. But, this plays into what I started the stream with. Just when you start to get that confidence in this team, just when they start to put a couple of performances together, that's when it seems to come back down. So they need to show us that they can do this consistently, even when they sort of have the backing of, of everyone. They do the underdog thing really well, but you ain't the underdogs anymore. I'm sorry. You may have played yourself into a position where you're going to go into playoff matches as the, you know, the betting underdog or the seed underdog, 
but that should not be the mentality of this team. And that should not be the only way that this team can perform. You need to start learning how to be one of the best in this league. Cause on paper, you are on paper. You're not an underdog on paper. When you look at this starting 11 and this, this 18 that you put together when everybody's fully healthy, it's one of the best in MLS. I would put it probably top three in the Western conference, but the consistency hasn't been there and you need to have your back against the wall. You need to be the underdog in order to play well. I don't understand it, but that's kind of where we are. Maybe we'll get proved wrong over these, uh, over this last regular season match and into the playoffs. Uh, but it's going to be interesting. You've given yourself a shot and now you have one more match where you're probably going to need three points to secure it, to secure that playoff spot. And if they get in the playoffs, I hope they don't play on November 20th because November 20th is one of my best friend's weddings that I'm an usher in. So I would rather Minnesota, if they get to the playoffs, not play that first playoff match on the 20th. Any other day is fine. Sunday the 21st, Tuesday the 23rd, just not Saturday the 20th. So let's all get the prayer circle together, and let's just know Saturday the 20th should Minnesota United make it in. All right, guys, um, if there's no more questions or comments, I'm probably going to get out of here in one more minute. Just uh, want to plug a couple things on the way out. Uh, Forward Madison ended their 2021 season with uh, with three points, uh, beating Chattanooga yesterday. Um, so a, a really, really nice three points to end the season with uh, last night for the Mingos, even though they're not going to make the USL League One playoffs. Um, also, the uh, the 10,000 Pitches podcast, we talked about the Gophers. We recapped their regular season with Matt Provratsky from Equal Time Soccer. So go listen to that, 10,000 Pitches, wherever you get your podcast. That is also right here on YouTube as well. Um, weekly podcast coming up for 10,000 Pitches. And of course, of course, uh, those, those drop every Friday morning. So just look up 10,000 pitches wherever you get your podcast. And of course, of course, of course, of course, we'll be right here for post loons for the season finale and even into the playoffs should Minnesota United get there. Um, any more questions or comments, feel free to drop those in. Dave Valensky. Dave, you're late this week. What are you doing? Dave says, sorry, I'm late to the show. Just talk about the assault. That should have been a red card on Reynoso. Yes, I talked about the assault. Definitely should have been a red card. Although I think... I think there was maybe among the total of Loons fans, maybe more relief that there wasn't a red card. Because do you really want to go up a man from Minnesota United, even though the red card was much deserved? That was sort of my thoughts on that. Any more questions or comments, drop those in. Dave Alensky, appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, while you're here watching on YouTube, guys, give us a thumbs up. Um, and also, if you're watching on the Twitter machine, like and retweet if you could. Next Sunday, the finale. We'll be right here afterwards for Post Loons. The start of the match or start of the match the kickoff for that one's at five o'clock so about 7 7 15 or so will be on for the season finale of post loons the regular season finale of post loons if things go well this week we'll have more episodes as we get into the playoffs all right thank you everybody for watching and listening i appreciate it thank you to ninth street soccer and coffee for being our title sponsors here on post loons and thank you minnesota united for the three points we'll catch you Next Sunday for the regular season finale. Let's all just keep our fingers crossed for good results until then. Right. Uh, and uh, have a great week, everybody. Enjoy, enjoy your Halloween. I'm going to go find my daughter and see if she's actually trick or treating. So maybe I can go grab some candy myself. 
Uh, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. We'll be back for the season finale of Post Loons next Sunday. Have a good one, guys.